0: Five minutes on the Mike Trout of the NBA—that's fine too.
1: Well, that's—I don't know if I'll lead us there on purpose, but we may land there. Okay. All right, okay. everyone. Uh, it's a tough question because up. you're
0: asking me like, who is the basketball player? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Go
1: it's on. my. It is. It is. It is. Wizards. Michael Jordan. And if you give me an hour, I'll fill it up with within a, a reason why. Okay. Or and maybe Evan White has Sox listed all Jordan.
2: six NBA players that he knows now. Okay. <laughs>
1: More bears. I think I can make that
0: happen. Bear,
2: bear,
0: bear, you're freaking it. Go back bear. Trying to bob
2: my All right, gentlemen. Uh, throwing a, a little bit of a curveball here. We have a guest, and I am extremely, just very pleased to have. Ryan Nanny on the show, of multiple things, but I think most people would know you from Shutdown Fullcast. Ryan, welcome to Between Two Bears. Why are you here?
0: Uh, because I was invited, first of all. Oh, that's, right. that's <laughs> right. I don't, you know, and I don't want to be Yes. Married. Thank um, you so much for coming, Matt. Come on. We oh, that's right. Thank <laughs> um, you so
1: much for coming
0: here. Um, I'm here because uh, I am a stupid man with stupid goals, and in 2023, that stupid goal is to appear on. As many as a guest on as many podcasts as possible, uh, some of them I have some useful background in. I think about this will be more of that ilk. Some of them are hockey podcasts where I have nothing of usefulness to say unless people want to... Like the, here's the, here, I'll just get this one out of the way. I say this on every hockey podcast. I liked it better when the Tampa Bay Lightning played at what is now known at Tropicana Field because when the lightning played there they called it the thunderdome and that ruled that's yeah. it that's my hockey thing that's mm-hmm. all you
2: need i i have zero hockey knowledge um i'd like to but it feels like a large barrier to entry and uh not for me so you are doing the the 2023 podcast tour where did this idea come from because i think it's amazing i love it
0: um I, there's not i don't have i i need a better origin story here i just <laughs> it just uh, came out <laughs> I realized that like being on podcasts is is fun and is um it's lower key than hosting a podcast,
1: yeah. oh, yeah,
0: like way lower key
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and I was just like, I should try to do that a lot like like most things, it started from a normal thought, and then I have stretched <laughs> it to mm. its absurd extreme, which is what if you did this as much as possible
2: yeah to the alarm um,
0: and detriment of your family. <laughs>
1: um uh matt i'd like to add two quick things one um ryan i you i'm I'm willing to bet you don't know this about me but i also had a weird goal last year and it was walking 1000 miles and if you're ever thinking of doing that don't do it It, please don't walk a thousand miles there are so many better ways
0: (laughs) how how close did you get
1: did you you do it first of all I got I got eleven hundred. I really went for it. I'm a I'm a wow. travel for work boy, so I got a lot of walking hours in front of me. I wasted oh, just infinite hours. Um, second, and honestly, more importantly, Matt, have I told you the history of hockey in Waco? Are you familiar with it at all? Because you're gonna love it. You honestly, all three of you might love this if you haven't heard before. I have not. You have you have a timer. I'm not gonna oh. tell you how long it is, but yeah. <laughs> Okay, all I need is all I need is 40 seconds. In the early thousands, there was a team called the Waco Wizards. They were a semi-pro team oh, they yeah, were only for there us. for 2 years because they were driven out by the Baptist Church. Okay, that's all I got. Wizards didn't play well in the early thousands in Waco. <laughs> all right, that was worth it. That Hockey and that Harry Potter, it. Hockey and Harry Potter. That was the two big ones of yeah. my church.
0: Okay. Can I ask one quick follow-up question? Um was the thousand miles thing is was that because of Vanessa the Vanessa Carlton song, or is it just a happy mm. coincidence?
1: Well, it was actually because of the proclaimer song, if you want me to tell my truth. Okay, oh, gotcha.
2: Okay Evan, was okay. it really because of the uh-huh. proclaimer song?
1: Okay. Do you are you gonna put that past me? No. I'm it not. was because of the proclaimer song.
0: Oh God.
2: Okay. And really um. nothing else.
0: <laughs> okay, that's fine. All right. I'm not here to judge. I'm not.
1: Good. Oh, I feel so safe here. This is good. You feel, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> anything else you want to get out of your system, there, bud? Uh, I got to wake a wizard's puck on my mantle. That's all I got for you. Oh, and yeah. a hoodie. Good.
2: And a hoodie. Good. good. All right. Good. That's all I got. Ryan, we we are quickly approaching. Some would say we have started the new college football calendar. Um, and the Baylor fan base has a problem uh, amongst many. I will say. <clears throat> uh of of expectations, not so much that they are always high or not so much that they are always low, but that they they seem to change and and variate very rapidly with the calendar or with certain events uh spring ball is one of these events spring practice started today for Baylor. Do you have an understanding that this happens? across the country where fans just are so excited for the season that spring ball throws them in a complete tizzy or is something else going on that i'm missing
0: um i don't think this is exclusive to baylor i also think it is a byproduct not just of the football calendar but of the literal sun like it is it is it it is not a coincidence that this happens as we are all coming out of the literal darkness of winter equinox and and go. embracing like okay it's nice outside again we can start going outside and you know living life without the sun going down <laughs> at four thirty in the afternoon or something like that so so i think there is like a big part of it that is just about the season itself the season of life itself
2: I truly had not and thought of And
0: all that. of the sort of like hope and optimism that comes with it, and it just happens to court because I think this is the same thing with spring training in baseball. Like it's a different function, mm-hmm. but I think there is nothing that I don't think there's anything you can say about how Baylor fans react to spring ball that wouldn't be true of almost every other FBS program. There are obviously going to be some exceptions. There are some teams where like the expectations are always at the top because they're supposed Mm. to be somewhere. They are way lower because they're supposed to be. But (laughs) by and large, this is the time of year where you start looking through the schedule and you start saying like, I can see 10 wins. Like some things got to fall. You know, things got to fall a certain way, Mm. but I can see 10 wins on this schedule because you haven't played any of them yet. Of course you can see 10 wins.
2: <laughs> I'm you know you 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 bring that up and I originally went into this conversation thinking that I was going to be righteously critical of those who have extreme opinions one way or the other and then I, it just occurred to me that I predicted Ten and two for Baylor last year, with twelve and zero <laughs> being more likely than eight and four. I said that multiple you places. Said that, and multiple you said that. You said that after a loss, after a early loss. Yeah, it's that. true. That's I did. I did say that, and then after another one, I think I did say that as well. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
0: You stuck to your guns. That's admirable. Man. I
2: did st- as long as I possibly could. That is actually one of the core tenets of this little enterprise here is lying as long as you possibly can Mm -hmm. atoning if you have to but only if people Mm -hmm. make you yeah that's absolutely it's it's
0: not lying if you believe it though it's delusion Mm -hmm. that's different
1: i think the problem that matt and i are running into recently is everyone lies including us we have been right a few times a Mm -hmm. year a, a few years ago and a year before that and i think it's poisoned the well i think yeah i think I I I've lost enough, but I might need to lose more if I'm gonna reach equilibrium, you know? That's, that's kind of where I've landed.
2: You you especially um, I think need to, yeah. need to lose a little bit. What,
0: what is the high you're like what is the moment you are chasing? What is like what is your thing where you're like, oh, oh I I just like nailed okay. I saw it where nobody else saw it. What is Oh
1: that like? I'll link yet. No, I won't send you any links. But two years ago, Baylor had lost uh, seven out of the nine games they played. And I had had a little bit too much to drink the week before we started. And I wrote an article that said Baylor is going to be good actually. And then we oh had our God, best season ever. Like so <laughs> I have, I have been sprinting victory laps for two years. Sure. Sure. Um, And I need to come back down to earth. It's actually become a problem for me. Um, I actually have a question. Okay. Do you have any dinner recommendations in Shreveport, Louisiana? He ate at I've a salt a grass tree. steakhouse Ugh. tonight, Ryan.
0: So, so. I'm eating
1: at a Saltgrass steakhouse right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I actually do have a real question. I was hoping that yeah. you've been to Shreveport before because I love this place a lot. Um, do you? Okay. I'm sorry. I, I, I try not to give context before questions because it's silly, but I'm yeah. going to do it anyway. Um, playing it cool i feel like if i was making a list of white whales i people of people i want to talk to and hang out and and do what we're doing you you do make that list for me um it's it's very embarrassing to say that but it is true so i kind of want to flip it on its head are there any sort of like white whales on your journey that you haven't yet been able to to chat with that uh, sorry my siri went off uh any white whales on your side that you haven't yet hung out with that you're still hoping to spend some time with on air
0: that's a good question that's a good that's a good question um I, there's nobody on air because, like, the people who I, – I recognize what I do and don't bring to the table here. And I'm like, I don't need to go on Mina Kimes' podcast. She's much smarter. Like, what would I have to say? What would I have mm. to offer there? Um, I don't <sighs> – gosh. I don't know if there is an I don't know if there's anybody in sports media specifically. And that mm-hmm. is more of a function of just like having done this for a while and having mm-hmm. had the chance to like casually meet a lot of people for a while. Mm-hmm. Um I have like like I've met Chris Fowler and I was mm-hmm. like, "Wow, Chris Fowler A is like a super nice and genuine dude and also is like in such good shape for for a man <laughs> of his age and experience." It's just like Wow. Okay. Yeah. You really do like take excellent care of yourself, just like you say on Instagram. It's not a lie. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If, I, I guess. I guess. Uh, I would really like the opportunity to sit down with Steve Spurrier at some point. Oh man. Ugh. That would be fun. Ah, uh, to be to sitting down
1: out. with Steve Spurrier.
0: <laughs> but I got to tell you, I don't want it recorded because I yeah. know if I sit down with Steve Spurrier, I'm going to yeah. get roasted at some point, and I don't need that to mm. live outside of my brain.
2: Yeah. Would you bring so? Can, it, it, let, let's say it's a private but open invitation. Yeah. Old ball coach says, "Hey, you can bring anybody you want. You don't have to. It's up to you. Whatever. Do you do you bring anybody with you? Any of the crew? Mm-hmm.
0: That's a good question.
2: I bring a camera crew for me. Uh,
0: <laughs> I I would. I don't know if Spencer has met him. If Spencer <gasps> hasn't, I would have to. Yeah, you
2: kind of have that to. Be, but if that he would has, be that, yeah. <laughs>
0: If he has, if he has at that point, um, no, I think I'm just going by myself, frankly. Like, maybe I'd bring my six-year-old daughter, who has no context for this person, but is super chatty and, like, Mm. doesn't know who strangers are, just Mm. to watch that happen and to get a picture so that later I can be like, oh, yeah, you talked Steve Spurrier's ear off about God knows what. God knows what trashy Netflix (laughs) show you were watching at the time that he didn't care about, but yeah, Spurrier is probably the one answer that that leaps to mind.
2: That's a a perfect like perfect answer. (laughs) The perfect answer and the old ball coach. A perfect parlay into my next question. So, you know, I, I imagine you get a bunch of people bringing you on here and wanting to just like rehash their favorite shutdown moments or full cast moments, right?
0: They'll try. Yeah. The, like, frequently, like, I'm not kidding when I say I mostly forget the show after we tape
2: it. Right. As do we. So, we, so
0: I'll do my best.
2: Evan, now, Evan is a psychopath, and he'll go listen to every episode as soon as it drops. I don't sure. understand. That's,
1: okay. Thank you. Evan. But the, you no, I have did. the rationale. <laughs> I, I joke with my girlfriend. I tell her I'm listening to game tape. But really, yeah. and, and and it's it's something I'm actually trying to figure out because I am so bad at listening to other people's words while I'm thinking of my own so I feel like I get to hang out with Matt twice because we do this and I have fun and I go to bed like oh so much fun with my boy Matt and Deontay and then I'll listen to it and be like yeah we Matt has some really good ideas so there's a little bit of function to it it's mostly vanity but there's a tiny bit of utility that comes out of it
0: as long as you can tie yourself that I think that yeah, yeah
1: Yeah. and I have been
2: and I probably will continue to (laughs) So Ryan, my desire is not to like jump into the favorite full cast moments. I'm I'm curious if you have any insight as to how this has been so sustainable because how many years is it going on now?
0: Somebody pointed this out on Twitter the other day, and I, I we're we're notoriously bad for keeping track of anything like this. Somebody said we're coming up on ten years, which is a horrifying number. There's so many things you can do in ten years <laughs> and, and and stupid podcast is not high on the list of best ways to spend that time, but I think that is right is it is almost a decade
2: so for for us who apparently, by the way, welcome to our fiftieth episode, not only you, oh, Ryan, gross. but everybody else. Didn't think this was going to happen, especially during the Bearfa era, era, where we thought it was going to be mm-hmm. named Bearfa. And if you don't know why we named it Bearfa, please ask us on Twitter.
1: Ask us. Ask us in person. If ask you us would. in person would be even better. Yes.
2: <laughs> the 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 goal here is to, I think, just not quit for my own psyche. But if you have any tips, or if you have any driving factors as to how you guys. Have made this last so long. Allegedly, this podcast that will never blow up and never be monetized, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm not, I hope nobody um, from from corporate is listening to this. But
0: I'm not worried that they are. Um, oh, for
2: my sake. <laughs> uh,
0: I'm still not worried that I they know. Are. <laughs> Neither am <laughs> I. Um, I think to the extent it continues to be a thing, it has it has been that. Like, at least from my perspective, it has always been a thing we do for our own amusement. Yeah, Like, it's not, we really do uh, enjoy that other people like the show and listen to it. And there's also people who, like, come into it and come out of it. Like, when you've done it for this long, there are people who like, yeah, I'm not into it anymore. And that's fine. Like, it's a long time to sort of be, if you did a television show for 10 years, you'd see a lot of people who would be like, no, I'm not into this anymore. (laughs) Like, I've moved on um but to the extent corporate was right and i say that begrudgingly it really is not like a thing where we sit down and say like okay like what are we going to give the audience this week that is a smarter way to run a podcast that is just not our approach it's sort of like we are i think mostly trying to amuse one another and have a good time while we're doing it and that i think unintentionally gives us a an interesting and a little bit of a distinct product to put out there because um it's genuine nobody is ever well, it, ne- no. it never feels it never feels like ah here they are doing their right. th- their like forced planned thing mm-hmm. that has some real pluses and minuses obviously <laughs> but i think like because we because we do it for the love of the game mm-hmm. it it has helped us i think not just keep doing it but, um, feel okay and happy and excited to mess with it from time to time. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think we're sort of like, oh, okay, well, this is what the show it should be, and therefore we have to stick to that year after year after year. Like, it gives us a little more, <clears throat> um, creative license, I guess.
2: Absolutely. Just being genuine, right? Doing it because you genuinely enjoy it, and- Big reason why we started as well, Evan. What do you got? I got a couple. Um, you kind
1: of answered my. I had one thoughtful question, and Matt kind of stole it. Um, <laughs> and he also said no to all of my other questions. I did write. So no. but he can't.
0: But he can't stop you now.
1: That's so true. we're doing it live. I did um,
0: no. Um,
1: so I kind of going off of what Matt said at the very beginning, right? Like part of the reason why we do this is because college football is just so dumb and like specifically mm-hmm. the people who watch it are dumb. Like all of us, we're all sickos. We're all dumb. Uh, but it has so much sticking power. So I know other college sports have, I mean, especially we're in March, you know, basketball has its own following professional sports are full of their own sickos. But um, do you think there's anything about college football specifically that makes it ex- like supremely sick? And the reason it has such a nasty cult following.
0: Um, I, I, I don't know if this is like makes it, sicko per se I think it's it does help that but it's not the only sort of output of the thing that I'm gonna dive into here. There are not many places left in sports anywhere where you can get really interesting David versus Goliath moments mm. and setups and stories like that. Um, college basketballs college sports writ large is is pretty much the last one. And they're like, you know, you can look at sort of like, okay, uh, sometimes baseball, you'll have, you know, the Rays or or something will make the World Series with a $17 payroll. But even when that happens, it's sort of like, well, that's not a a matter of circumstance. They're just cheap. Mm -hmm. You know, this isn't like an exciting Cinderella story, necessarily. It's more just, you know, an owner who's decided they're not going to spend the way others do. Mm -hmm. Um, But for better or worse, college football still has the setup where you can have App State A&M. Like that is, that is a thing that can happen. And we know at this point that almost everybody who is at the top of that list with some small exceptions, but even in the case of Alabama, it's like, well, there's the ULM loss from 2007. Like that happened. That was a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But It it is not just that it can happen, but it does happen. And it is not, there is enough sort of hope in that, that you, whether or not you're like rooting for an underdog all the time. But if you just like seeing one of the last places in sports where you can not have the outcome be almost exclusively determined by resources, or it's just a matchup of like Two equally funded, um, highly efficient groups, and you can sort of get that old school ragtag band of, like, guys who didn't know they weren't supposed to be there beating somebody on the road and ruining their whole season because, you know. Like Texas. Because that's how we're – yeah, sure. (laughs) Sure. Like, that is – I think that is, to me at least, one of the big appeals Um, of it at this point is that you still have enough, um, enough lack of parody that you can get some interesting outcomes like that. Like I understand why people think parody is a good thing and God knows the NFL has engineered it, um, as aggressively as they can, but like, there's no NFL game that is like, Oh wow, this is like the upset of the century.
2: Nobody, yeah. you know,
0: if 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 uh, a beaten down Raiders team beats the Chiefs, it's like, okay, it's just one week. Mm-hmm. NFL teams lose to other NFL teams. We're just used to it. Yeah. Um and I think to me at least that is like one of the lasting one of the, the last lasting appeals of the sport.
1: Mm-hmm. Great answer, I think. I'll I'll cast my vote for that, Matt. You're up. What do you think?
2: <laughs> what is your perception of the Baylor fan base through the lens that you have oh, experienced no. them? I am oh, incredibly curious because we have oh. our own, and it is yeah. some blend of uh, cynical, um, endearing, and extreme grandparent, grandparent, soccer grandparent. Yeah. energy um mm-hmm. and i'm i've always wanted to know how are we perceived in the outside world
0: huh. i so be honest all of this We're, very, we know we said we lie I, I, I will, I will earlier but
2: this. we don't lie about everything <laughs> so feel free to I, lie i, th-
0: I <laughs> think it will, i'll say this first and foremost i don't remember ever I've never lived in Texas and I've never lived close to Texas. I don't remember ever meeting like a Baylor fan in the wild. Like I don't remember living in New York and being like, oh cool, I met a Baylor fan. Like, I'm sure there were some, it just didn't. So my experience is entirely like internet driven at this point. It largely breaks down into two categories. Which are very, very different categories.
2: I'm very One- interested to hear this. Oh, okay,
0: <laughs> okay. I'm,
1: I'm so I'm nervous right in. now.
0: One category, for purposes of just, like, ease of use, I will call the, like, the Our Daily Bears Twitter experience. Or just, like, Baylor Twitter, yes. but the fun version. Sure. Where, where like, I think I've just had, like, purely good and normal experiences. Like, you know, have a chip on their shoulder in the ways that lots of schools do, um, can be, like, super aggrieved in the way that lots of schools do. But mostly, like, are like, okay. He's
2: being so careful. Or
0: having a good time, or happy when the team's good, or sad when, like, just, like, kind of and normal. And it's
2: so sad, I, I, because that's our, like, that is it. our goal. Like, yeah. that's my goal for this fan base. It's just normal. Yeah. Just not yeah, be a yeah, I mean, of people. <laughs> I
0: don't I don't think of like that that sort of section of the Baylor internet as like particularly objectionable or weird or like troublesome or anything like that. Like truly just pleasant and interesting and like uh I think have the good balance of will thump your chest and be appreciative when Baylor has a great year, but doesn't need to sort of like doesn't need to do that thing where I think like the Florida schools all do this a lot where if somebody else is having a great year, you have to sort of invade their space. Like I didn't, maybe this happened and I'm sure it did, but it's not like I saw Baylor fans constantly talking about how like actually TCU is not that good. And actually, TCU's year is bullshit. Maybe y'all thought that, and that's totally fine.
2: Oh, oh. But there's,
0: but there is a thing where, like, I was some schools, I, I was rooting
2: for TCU. I thought they were, I thought they were pretty good. Yeah.
0: Some schools um, can get so obsessed with like dragging others <laughs> down who are having a good year that it's like the only thing they can do if they're not having a good year, and it's just like this is mm-hmm. not fun. This is extremely not fun. Absolutely, put your thumb in your in your uh rival or opponent's eye when they suck like that's that I'm here for mm. um the other version of Baylor Twitter is incredibly defensive and obviously this is like mostly popped popped up when the art Bryles thing happened yep. and ever since whenever it comes back mm-hmm. and is just like almost it, like If I'm Baylor, I wouldn't even pay for PR because I have these people on Twitter Mm -hmm. constantly defending my honor and my name no matter what is happening. And Mm. like that part sucks. That said, this is not fun to say, but that is also a very normal part. Like any school that has anything truly, truly like capital B real world bad happen. This segment pops up, it happens at Michigan State, it's happened at mm-hmm. Penn State, it's happened at USC, it's happened at Florida, it's happened at Florida State, mm-hmm. um, it, and there is no school you could tell me, it's happened at Notre Dame, if there's no school you could point to and say like, oh, well, they wouldn't act that way, they would like, treat it, you know, like, no, mm-hmm. there will always be people who, the institution and the the honor And their feelings for the institution come first, second, and third. But, like, there's nothing, I don't know. There's nothing special about how some Baylor fans have acted in that regard.
2: God bless. That's all I need. Whatever field of Um, view you have your scope on right now, you keep it right there. You don't pan left or right. You don't zoom in or out. You just keep it right there. And we're (laughs) golden. That's what perfect. am I
1: missing? What am I missing? No, you are spot on. And honestly, I, I have long thought. I I feel like the way your brain works helps my brain get to a real thought I've had. I have had. I feel like that that's where I've landed and how I think about your brain because I don't think about it a lot, but I have.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, De- and Deontay, I, I think what am I missing?
0: Right. I feel like I'm missing something.
1: You're you have your two groups. You have your X packs <laughs> and your C packs. No, no, no got, I want Deonte to and say. And you got your C packs. <laughs>
2: couldn't have been more perfect yep okay nailed it okay nailed it now what what falls outside of what's in your scope reticle right there is how much is on one side or the other you don't hey Uh, you don't gotta worry about that it's fine what you got the perfect the perfect view right there (laughs) it's perfect is there something that big 12 fan this is my last fan question but they're important ones So, a lot of talk about the SEC inside the Big 12 this year for certain yeah, reasons, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of talk about oh, fans aren't fans don't know what to expect when they're transitioning from the Big 12 to the SEC. Fair enough, granted. SEC is a little different, granted. Is there a lesson that Baylor fans or TCU fans or other Big 12 school fans that are staying put? Can learn from SEC fans, maybe the Florida fan base in particular. What do we need to do to up our game, or are I, there lessons I, learned that we should do differently?
0: So I don't, I don't, I don't think there's a lesson to be learned about um, what other schools should do differently. Because, like, let's take Mizzou as an example. Mizzou has now been. In what is this? We just finished ten years of Mizzou in the SEC? No way. I, I guess you're I right. think twenty twelve is when that started. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I could be wrong.
1: Were they with AM. they m they the same year, I think.
0: Yes. There is very little about Missouri, at least from outside. I don't know how Missouri fans feel about it. But there is very little that feels like, oh, they're in the club. They have been like <laughs> accepted and embraced and like, you know. And 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 not just one example. I think, you know, you can look at Nebraska in the Big Ten or Wreckers in the Big Ten or Colorado to some extent in the Pac twelve, like this thing where you leave and it will other than the balance sheet, which is very real, but you will somehow benefit from the thing that you're joining, I think is largely bullshit. Like I don't think I I don't think that many schools have pulled it off all that well um and i I don't think that's anything they've done wrong. I think it's just hard to do uh maybe that'll change over time like as i don't mean, I don't know. We'll see once we have a big ten with u c l a and u s c like what does the big Ten mean Oh
2: man, what is <laughs> but, that
0: i mean yeah um i mostly I think like what there is to learn. Quote unquote, is that um, you should just sort of, you should really just, each school should really just focus on like, what are we doing to make this different and memorable and exciting and distinctive for our fans? Like, there are a lot of things about Florida as a football team, as a university, as a fan base that are not super SEC. The most basic one I can give you is that, like, I don't like hardly anybody dresses up for a Florida game. It's too fucking yeah, hot, exactly. One thing, but also, like, you don't most people don't go to Florida because you're like, I really want to wear a blazer a lot. <laughs> like, that's the kind of person I like. Those are the people who leave the state of Florida. Um And so, like, culturally, even though Florida's been in the SEC a long damn time, they're very different. LSU is similarly, like, very different. Um, Kentucky has, you know, its own things going on. And I think rather than sort of focusing on, like, well, how do we get more quote-unquote SEC, I think they have benefited from leaning into those things. I think why A&M maybe has fit into the group a little better than Missouri is because, like, (laughs) they're very distinct.
2: Very distinct. It's very,
0: you know, they let you know that they are just weird as shit. Yes. And they're always Hmm. going to be that way, and they're not really interested, like, they're not really interested in, like, not having a dog graveyard anymore.
2: Mm -hmm. No. (laughs) You know,
0: like, they're going to keep doing that. Yes. I, 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 right. And so, <laughs> and so I think for most schools, I think it's really just about like, okay, what are we doing? That makes it, makes it distinct. And like, I'll use, this is an annoying way to put it, but like, what is our brand? Mm-hmm. And how do we sort of like make sure that that, that is true, no matter what conference we're in, like BYU joining the big 12 I'm not worried that like oh well now like BYU is going to be really different either no. in terms of like how they play football or like no. what they are culturally. Yeah, exactly.
2: No, not at um, all. Um which is why Baylor needs to just take hold of what is nearest and dearest to us and really just lean into the walk of flock of flame thing that we're doing. <laughs> I think that is at the core of who we are. And uh, we just Um, roll with that. That's exactly what I thought.
0: I would like Baylor to just, like... I don't think... The thing that I think most casual fans, or most, like, maybe people who are not truly focused on either college football or Baylor don't understand is that, like, the literal bear is a thing in the same way that, like, Mike the Tiger at LSU has been a thing. Like... Mm-hmm. There is a part of me that's mm-hmm. sort of like, I understand there are practical reasons why you can't do this, but like, no, guys, the stories about what these bears, the lives these bears have lived, mm-hmm. and like, how they've how they've come into being and all of that, uh-huh. like, I feel like that is an angle that that more should be put into, because mm-hmm. it really, like, yeah. yeah.
2: I responded to Spencer once on Twitter with a video of the bear on campus after one of the touchdowns, <laughs> drinking the Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it's it's incredible, man.
0: Yeah, because, like, Colorado – before before Deion got there, if you asked anybody, like, what do you think about Col- – like, tell me one thing about Colorado football. The answer is Ralphie because yeah. it's like you there are not that many places where you get to see two student managers – Barely control a buffalo. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Pretend (laughs) to control. That is a perfect way to describe it. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: Yeah. I agree. We should talk about this bears more. That's so cool. I got to feed them once. They made me eat the pellets they feed them to to earn my my feed, and it they did stink. Uh, I won't out who (laughs) who let me do that. Um, I do have one final question for you, and I am so glad I get to ask you this. Do you think Iowa State will ever win anything ever?
2: In it any is, sport, it's our favorite thing to do. Is, right. is they stink about Iowa State? They do
0: stink. I will keep it football focus. I like. I know. I know enough about Iowa State basketball that like I, I've picked them to do even not even like do that well. Like you know, make it to the round of sixteen or something. Enough years and been <laughs> just brutally fucking disappointed. Like I know better. Um, we are talking about a team for larger context i think most people already know this never won 10 games not once has not happened in program history have won 9 games 3 times and one of those times was in 1906 and so like and 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 for for again obvious context the early like 19 let's say 1900 to i don't know 1980 that was the time where it was like yeah man a lot of teams could randomly pick up an 11 win year mm-hmm. get a share of a national title win a whatever like you can go back and be like oh wow well, okay i didn't know that like, this team had that like amazing year in 1917 mm-hmm. or some some garbage mm-hmm. like that uh So, I guess what I'm saying is Iowa State blew its chances. So, I'm not done that yet, though. (laughs) If time travel is invented, yes, I think Iowa State can win something. I think Iowa State can go back and change something in pre-World War II times. And we'll wake up one day and be like, I don't remember Iowa State having a national championship from the 20s. But, like, those were dark times. So, maybe, Mm. yeah, I guess they did.
2: Baylor did win ten games in 1980. For the records, I actually I I have a
0: yeah,
1: I have a quick follow up for the room there because now I'm stuck on this thought. Matt Deontay, if an Iowa State fan had a time travel machine, what do you think they would do with it? Mm. I know my answer, but I don't. I don't want to go first because I want this to be a collaborative.
2: Oh man, (laughs) Um, I'm assuming they'd go back to those nine wins.
1: (laughs) They would, would but not for the reason you think,
2: though. (laughs) the reason they
1: would go back to nine wins Deontay is because I think they would sell high on Matt Campbell. They need to get him out of there. He's a cooked product and he's only going to lead them into further mediocrity. That's my whole thing. I think Matt Campbell stinks. It's a lane. No one else has carved out and I've put my flag in it.
2: It is is your lane. That is true. You have carved that. And I'm right. They should have sold high on Matt Campbell.
0: I have an alarming read on that. I think let's assume you're right. I think me sustained mediocrity would be great for Iowa State. Yeah. In in modern football. Yep. Like if you are telling me this is a team that like more years than not goes to a bowl game, you know, a bad season is like this last season, 4 and 8 with like close losses. If if that if that is the new floor and the ceiling never gets above like 8 wins, that represents maybe the most sustained period of success. <laughs> Ever in the history of this football program? Mm. Ever.
2: I'm scrolling. And I
0: think you would take that.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm scrolling. That is absolutely no. correct. Yeah. <laughs> um,.
1: I think the correct answer might be they lost. They really got hoed at home against Texas. They're Matt Campbell's first year, if y'all remember that. And I think since then, Matt Campbell has been cursed to whine on the sidelines. So I think if they could go back to any game, they should go back to that one and see if they can't get a little Buffalo Wild Wings button action going. Those are my only two things I think they should do.
2: Agreed. I I have one question. Yeah. We talked about how wild and stupid college football is. But say, for instance, they hire you, Ryan, as college football czar, commissioner, whatever. Mm-hmm, what is the mm-hmm. what's the first thing you're doing?
0: I'm throwing away conferences. Ooh. I'm just I'm, and I've talked about this on the full cast before. But like, if you go back and look at I don't know, let's pick, let's say the '80s, um, and and the '70s is even more aggressive in this way there was conferences obviously existed, but like there was a big chunk of independent teams. And one of the benefits of having a big chunk of independent teams is like, they could schedule very aggressively because they could say like, well, you know, we don't have like somebody else making the schedule for us. So we can go and, and play this interesting mix of opponents Geographically varied. Um, and also at the time, because the NCAA controlled for a lot of this history what games were on television, and there was usually only one game on television a week, they didn't have to think about it from a. Like, it was just we want good games. We want good games that sort of like make our football team better, that give us a good home schedule to sell tickets against. And I think it just like gave, it, it created better incentive structures and i would say like all right we're done with this like we can still if we need to sort of like sell the television rights in bundles we can still do that we can still sort of say like you know espn you're buying 70% of college football and you get this priority order cbs you're buying 15 fox you're buying whatever but i would say like the obsession with conferences as business entities and television negotiating vehicles has at this point, uh, out, outstripped whatever sort of cultural value it had. Like once we, once we got to the point where it was like, okay, UCLA and USC are big 10 teams. It's like that label doesn't mean anything anymore. Mm. Like, and it'll happen, you know, this will happen to the SEC and like, Cincinnati being a big 12 team will be fine, but it does sort of change. Like these labels stop meaning anything. And it becomes more like what a lot of NFL divisions, like, is there anything culturally important to being an AFC South team?
2: Oh, certainly not.
0: Right. As a Texans (laughs) fan, it is
2: absolutely not.
0: It's a (laughs) functional label to funnel teams into the playoffs in an orderly fashion and make scheduling a little more orderly, so you know, like, okay, these are the I know these six games. That's it.
2: Yeah, that and brought me to the thought of like Jerry Jones as the commissioner of the NFC East trying to <laughs> drum up business.
0: It's just I, I just find it very boring at this point, and like I, yeah, I would just sort of say like, guys, I regret to inform you that. <laughs> Uh Notre Dame and UConn and UMass <laughs> all have it right. And so go out there and, you know, <laughs> it, it, the other thing I like about this is the SEC is currently involved in this, like, hair-pulling moment of, oh, well, who are our permanent opponents going to be and this, that, and the other. If I make you all independent, you can figure it out yourself. It's, if it's super important to play Tennessee Bama every year, you Do two it. can work it out. <laughs> You're big kids and I believe in you to problem solve. So that, that mm. would be my move. It would be wildly unpopular and I'd be thrown out on day two.
1: <laughs> not by us. Big, I think it would kick ass. Not by <laughs> us. <laughs> not, by us.
2: <laughs> not by us. I know I'm never playing in Provo again, though, if I'm Baylor. So <clears throat> I uh I if if we don't ease into football season, <clears throat> I'm I'm gonna predict another Big 12 championship, and I don't think I'm ready to do that yet. <clears throat> so, I'm, I'm going to shift gears here a little bit. Ryan, what what are you consuming? Uh, you're, you're producing a lot. Very productive individual yeah. right now. Lots of audio published on the internet. <clears throat> what me. are you consuming these days? Succession, I saw, is big for you right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I had not watched Succession at all. And maybe two weeks ago, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to die. So, I've been, like, binging that very aggressively. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm like halfway through season three. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if there's anything else I've been like occasionally I I am in the middle of watching the 2004 John Travolta Punisher film. I am so glad you brought this up because I was just
2: speaking to a friend yesterday. Yeah. There is a song from that movie. A very famous song that gets stuck in my head about Every three weeks or so I sing it nonstop for about 18 hours and then it goes away. Mm-hmm. Do you know which song I'm referring to? Do not. Okay. It's the song where the the heavy set uh individual that lives in the in the apartment next to the yeah. Punisher. Uh he sings yeah. um the Italian song. Uh oh, I can't even remember the name, Fantastic Audio. Um <clears> and we'll probably just It's an th- opera song. Yeah.
0: I just saw this scene. About an hour ago so yes. i I am so glad I
2: have found the family that I have found because I will go around the house <laughs> doing nothing, just singing it, and I just had to get that off of my chest because
0: what what song like here's here's what's la
2: Dona mobile yes,
0: uh,
2: yeah.
0: which is uh which is from It's from a Verdi opera, Giuseppe Verdi. Yeah, from Mobile, actually.
2: Um, (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's Donna from Mobile. So, so what? So what you're telling me is that one of the most famous Mm -hmm. people in opera history Mm -hmm. wrote wrote this music almost 200 years ago, and for you, it's that song from The Punisher.
1: (laughs) The other Punisher,
0: <laughs> the other yeah, Punisher. the other Punisher. It, that
1: movie. song yeah. from the
0: Bad Punisher movie. Well, the other Bad Punisher? My
1: movie. second most favorite Punisher movie.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, in a way, that's I can't that's argue good. that. That's I think I think that's humbling. I think it's good to remember that like art is really about context.
2: It's it's how you consume it. It is yes. in the, yes. in the eye of the beholder. Some say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> Um, so far, I can tell you it's not a great film, and no. you know that because yes, the after uh, after the credits, the opening credits, the very first two words that appear on screen are Tampa, Florida, mm. <laughs> and I feel like at that point, ball one the tone had been set. <laughs> yep. So. Um, I don't know if I'm, what should I be? Let me flip it. What, what should I be consuming that I may not be?
2: The, the hot thing that, that just cooled off a bit. Last of us. Um, if you have not seen Mm. the show yet, I recommend holding off. Okay. I recommend playing the game on. I have played the game. Okay. I, I. I had to recently play it on the easiest mode because I got very frustrated with poorly constructed sharp instruments breaking after one use. (laughs) As the son of an engineer, it bothered me a lot. (laughs) (laughs) A lot. Yeah. So I I took like two years away from it, came back, played part one, part two, really enhanced the viewing experience. So if you've played it and you've played part two... I recommend Last of Us. Um, okay. Very, very strong. Tr- truly, the best video game adaptation into large format that I've that I've seen. Um, you haven't seen the Halo Full movie? Swing on Netflix. If even if you don't yeah. like golf uh, or are unaware of golf, which I imagine you are aware of golf to some degree, Full Swing solid. Got the wife asking questions about Colin Morikawa, which I wasn't cool. super comfortable with, but. Sure. I did answer them. Um those are the main ones. Those are the main ones so far. Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: That's what I would recommend. Evan, you got anything else? Let's let's let this man go if you don't. Um
1: yeah, I got a recommendation to watch Silicon Valley, Matt. Thanks. Yeah, that's um, a good. One. Ooh, yeah. I do okay. recommend you watch that's Silicon Valley. Uh, I think it's the fu- I think it's the funniest show on TV, or it was on TV. It's no longer there. Um, <laughs> nope. That's all I got. I really wanted to end on Iowa State stinking it
2: up for a century. So I think I've got everything out <laughs> I, in my chamber. Not <laughs> a better way. Ryan, where can people find you if they don't already know?
0: Um, you can find me at Celebrity Hot Sub on Twitter. I'm not Eddie Murphy. I'm sorry for stealing Eddie Murphy valor. I have tried to change the photo. I was before. confused people about that. Yeah, it happens. Um, I would much rather be Eddie Murphy. I think that part, that much is clear. Um, mm-hmm. And you can listen to the shutdown full cast, um, which we recorded one today. And to give you a sense of how it it is, we mostly talked about weird baseball injuries and um, and uh, a monkey attack island in Thailand. I want to say it's yeah, that tracks. So, yeah. that
2: tracks. So that tracks. Next time they start talking shit about Incredible. Baylor fans, I'll join in, but just let them know, you know. Are we
0: that mean to Baylor fans? No. Is that a thing? There was, I don't know.
2: I don't We're even know a lot about man. Warhammer. There was one comment, and I didn't even know what it oh, meant. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know what yeah, it meant. Right. And and at that point, I was I like, I don't, ah, don't play
0: Warhammer. Fun. I don't know what it means either.
2: The kids are having fun. <laughs> let them do what <laughs> they do.
0: Right. That's right. Just as long as they stay in their room and they don't break anything.
2: Absolutely. Ryan, thanks, man. <laughs> Truly appreciate it. Thank you for having me.